Today was terrifying. We talked to people who have fallen through the ice before, and we got a lot of responses for it. We also had a fun round of Win the Interns Lunch, where we tried to figure out if I knew football nicknames or not, and why did they only use one song in the movie Over the Top? It's all on the way right now on the podcast. Kelly Jordan. I want to talk to somebody who has fallen through the ice before. Now, earlier this week, we had Cassandra on the phone, and she told us... I'm going ice fishing for the first time this weekend. And after that segment, I got a ton of texts from people saying that they had fallen through the ice before. I even got a phone call from someone saying I fell through the ice before. So today, I wanted to do that. You know, we do on the show, I want to talk to somebody who. Yep. I want to talk to somebody who has fallen through the ice before. You're getting a lot of calls. Because this is one of my big fears. I don't know why it's such I don't a know why. Fear. I've never fallen. I mean, I fell through the ice like in a small little lake one time when we were messing around with kids. But I fell like to my waist. I was able to get out. It was a cold walk home, but most of the time, in my like from what I know, people that fall through the ice are usually the first ones out there checking ice. Right. And then they'd make one step, breakthrough, there you go. Right. Or like you just it's a random spot that didn't freeze up. Nobody knew and and boom. I mean, the, it's it's random. The scariest thing one time is I was in uh Stillwater, Minnesota, and you know, the St. Croix, I believe it's the St. Croix River runs through there. Yep. And I saw people walking across that, and I was like, man, now that seems dangerous. Uh, I mean, I used to, when I lived in Winona, I'd fish the river all the time, but But, I wasn't ever terrified to fish the river. Yeah, see, but to me, it's like you just never know where that spot's going to be, and then you fall into that current, and now you're sucked on the ice. Now you're that dude from that YouTube video who can't find his air hole. See, I'm not fishing the the current. I'm fishing little back slews and things like that. Yeah. Honestly, Kelly, anywhere you go right now, you'll be fine. I mean, it has been. It, we did get a cold spell. We did have a cold spell. You probably got. And the further north you go, I'm sure it's better. The, people are half ton pickup trucks on the ice right now up north. Yeah, those, those people are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> have you fallen through before? Uh, I got close to falling through. I was pulling my fish out. It was like late ice. Okay, so it's probably about March. The, I mean, oh my gosh, dude! And why so are you was, still out on the ice in March? Pull, because that's the best fishing. <laughs> so I was pulling my stuff off, and then next thing I know, I look back. And my tail end of my sled was in like oh in no, water. and I didn't even know it because I didn't hear a crack or anything. Yeah, I looked back, so then I had to grab my sled and yank it. Thankfully, only like my heater fell in, but my hose was connected, so I could pull that out. Yeah, but nothing fell in. <laughs> I didn't fall in. I was like, oh boy, to I thought me, it was all going to come after me. The sun has too much energy in March to be out on the water. El Sol is really working hard come March. Usually, when it starts getting warmer, it the ice melts faster, so you only have a short window to get out there and really go yeah. after them. And it was that short window. Because I think it was 50 degrees that day. And it was, oh, probably, dude, the la- it was probably the last time we were going to be out on you, you sound You sound so stupid to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> there was enough ice when it started. I mean that it with the utmost of respect. But I'm like, who goes out on the ice when it's 50? Oh, I mean, it's perfect. You only have to wear a t-shirt and your bibs. That's it. Oh, good Lord. All right, we got someone here. You fallen through the ice before? Yeah, I fell through the ice when I was about 9 or 10. Oh, my gosh. How deep was the water? I don't even know. It was pretty deep. We were middle of the lake. Holy crap. So what happened? I was paying attention right through the hole. Oh, you stepped in like the hole that was drilled in the ground? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. That had to be terrifying. Now, was it big enough for your whole body to go through? I went, no, it was just one leg and I went all the way up to my waist. Oh man, that had to be scary. Even that had to be terrifying though. And I, it was, but I, this year, like, I still have ice fish. I have a three-quarter ton diesel pickup I take on the ice. and So you didn't, you went through like the ice, the, but you didn't let it deter you from going again? Oh, God, no. <laughs> now, do you take, a, do you take like, a big ice house out on the lake and everything? I used to. Um, now it's just, like, a little portable one. Oh, okay. 
Well, man, hey, I commend you for going through the ice and then going back out there. Yeah. It seems when I was a kid, like every year I'd fall through the ice. <laughs> like once a year you'd go through the ice? Yeah, about once a year. You're a brave dude, man. I appreciate the phone call. Or Heather texting and saying, listen to your morning show right now while we're fishing on Red Lake. We have our 22-foot ice castle and a three-quarter ton diesel on 19 inches of ice. I would need 19 feet of ice if I wanted to do that. But we're talking to people who have fallen through the ice this morning, including this woman who's coming up. Her husband and son both went through. But before we get to her, you went through too? I did. It was terrifying. I believe it. I, 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 these stories are making me so scared. I never went ice fishing before this, or I did, but when I was a little kid. I don't know if I'm ever going to go after these stories. Oh, my gosh. You were right. going to go begin with. <laughs> so what happened? How did you go through the ice? Okay, so I was there just walking with my brother. It was early ice. It was early in the morning, and he was checking the ice in front of me, and it happened so quickly. Like, I heard a crack, and then next thing you know, half of my body half of my body is like in ice cold water oh. and the other half is just like reaching holding on to the ice holding on for dear life literally it's like a horror movie i've seen this scene before and i'm like no <laughs> and um my brother came over and and helped me get out but it was terrifying so what it, well, how do you get someone out of the ice when they go through what do you lay down and try and well, you, you try to have as much surface area as possible so you're not breaking through. Yeah. And then if she's got, like, her brother probably grabbing her wrist and pull, did he just grab you and pull you out like that and just slide you through the ice? Yeah, he did. He did. And, of course, I was just like, you know, when you go into really cold water. And now people are, like, doing it for their mental health, and I've done it. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to ever do that again. Yeah, you were doing it before it was trendy. <laughs> I, for real, though. For real. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, he just grabbed my wrist and pulled me pulled me up. But, yeah. So do you still go out on the ice then, or was that one time that's it? Honestly, I do, but I'm like, I am the last person to go. I make sure everyone else is on. So if somebody's falling through, it's not me again. So you mean uh, but I, you, you mean you wait till there's all that extra weight on the ice, then oh you go out God. there? Hell, you are you stop scaring people. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. You know what? After this, I'm never going on ice again. No, no, don't let me ruin it for you. We got to get do something to get through the winter. <laughs> I mean, every now and then I'll just have a nightmare where I'm back there. It's it's traumatic. But at least least your head didn't go through or anything like that. That would be the scary part. I I mean, yeah, that would have been, I don't know if I would have been making this radio call right now. That's true. I I don't know. Like, if you could think about the possibilities, uh, maybe stay up at night. Have you guys seen that YouTube video of that dude that's swimming underneath the ice and he can't find his Yeah, hole? and his buddies are tapping the ice on where to go? Yeah. No, I'm that, on that. That's what I'm thinking of right now if someone goes through the ice. Well, no one's swimming under ice, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> that video is terrifying. No one's purposely doing that unless you're a little loose. Well, <laughs> well, I appreciate you calling in and sharing your story of going through the ice this morning. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Now, Sherry, you said your husband and son went through? So my husband and son went out ice fishing, and they took the four-wheeler, got everything loaded up. If you know my husband, when he goes ice fishing, he takes half the house with him. <laughs> Had the, everything loaded on the four-wheeler, and they were going out to the same spot we'd been going out for a week. It just so happened that night before, a wind came up and just was cutting away at the ice. Yeah. So they were heading out on the four-wheeler, and 
he's gaining some speed, and all of a sudden the wind picks up, and he sees this ripple in front of him, and he's like, oh, my gosh, that's open water. So he grinds the four-wheeler to the one side, and they slide on the four-wheeler and fall into the ice. And just before they fell in, my husband reaches back and grabs my five-year-old son off the back and whips him onto the ice, and he goes in with the four-wheeler. Oh, my God. Well, the four-wheeler... Yeah, has some buoyancy, so he's kind of climbing up the four-wheeler as the four-wheeler's going down. They were in 11 feet of ice, or water. And so he's climbing to the top, and all of a sudden the four-wheeler disappears, so he's hanging onto the edge of the ice, and there's one other person out there fishing out a ways, but he was an older gentleman. There was no way he was going to get to him, so he's got his big coat on, and he's trying to pull himself up on the ice, and our five-year-old, of course, is crying and trying to come towards him. So he ended up getting himself out, but when when the four-wheeler went in, he hit the light on on the four-wheeler. So once he got out on the ice, he looked down, and the four-wheeler's like the front end is is front is down on the ground. Right. So he just grabs our kid and runs to his truck and runs to a neighbor's house that he knows lives on the lake, and they totally strip and get warmed up, and then calls me at work and says. Him and Dalton had just fallen through the ice. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, uh, funny story." <laughs> so, does he still he still goes out ice fishing? I'm guessing, though. Oh, absolutely. Oh God, that would have been it for me. What? Like, I've never even fallen through the ice, and I won't even go out ice fishing because of it. I can't imagine my five year old son and me. Oh, hell no! It must be in his blood, man. I'm with you because we he we got home that night because then the next that night we had to go out. He dropped a log. They went out in a boat, dropped a log chain down, and he just so happened to grab the the hitch, the back of the hitch where the four wheeler is, yeah. and pulled the four wheeler up with the log chain because it's all buoyancy from the wheels. Yeah, and tied the log chain on, dropped it back down, and then the next day they had to go out and he had some friends and they sawed like a. A path back and drop these big two by twelves in and just winched the four wheeler up out of the out of the water. Jeez. He's got a he's it got a pair crazy. of brass ones. I'll tell you that. Yeah, our five year old, our you know, our son now is twenty six and oh. he still goes out ice fishing too. Man, another set of brass ones, like father, like son. Michelle texting in right now. We got to keep these stories going. I didn't expect to get this many stories. She said she was in an ice fishing tournament, was diligently watching for drilled holes while walking, fell in a hole while pregnant. Me and the baby were fine, but the uh, the hole was hidden in plain sight. I just boy, just a blow to the stomach like that when you're pregnant. Dustin texting in saying it doesn't count as falling through the ice if you fall through the the hole. I'll be damned, Justin. If my ankles are getting wet, I've fallen in. I have fallen through the ice. Uh, Cindy has a PSA for everyone going out ice fishing. Says don't ever wear waders while ice fishing. Once you fall in, they fill up with water fast and bring you down fast. Cindy says she lost her cousin when he was just 18. Oh, my gosh. Brian from Grand Fork says, I came close to falling through. Sitting in a shanty, sun was coming up, and the ice was making noises all around us. That would terrify me right there, Brian. Pretty normal. Normal for for Lake Winnie because of the Mississippi runs right through it. Okay, a crack popped up right down the middle of the shanty. Water flew up out of the holes, and one side of the ice crack dropped a foot. I got the hell out of there. He said that was two years ago. I'm supposed to go in February nervous about it. I don't blame you, dude. Unless we get sub-zero temperatures from now until February, I would cancel that trip. Small town salute.
I want to say good morning to everybody listening in Selfridge, North Dakota, population 121. If your kids are headed to school today in Selfridge, tell them bring their appetite because they're doing sausage, egg, and toast for breakfast and walking tacos for lunch with a side of fruit. That's a lot of deliciousness for a town that only covers 0.29 square miles, but that's why Selfridge, North Dakota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly Jordan. It's time to play Win the Intern's Lunch. I will be sitting in for the intern today. And what are we doing? Brian Riley yesterday asked me some questions about football player nicknames. Well, I know who these football players are. That is what Shannon needs to figure out. Shannon, what are you up to this morning? Uh, Just driving to work. All right. Are you calling in to win my lunch? I'm trying. Going to try. Okay. Hold on one quick second, okay? Perfect. Thank you. All right, so Brian Riley, I recorded these with him yesterday. He asked me some questions about NFL players and their nicknames. You just have to guess, will I get the answers right or wrong? Well, how much do you watch football? Ah, uh, that's none of your business. <laughs> if, I tell you, if I tell you that, you're going to know. <laughs> I know, that's, that's what I want to know. <laughs> if, you've, if you've ever listened to the show before, you know how much I love sports. Okay, sounds good. All right. So here we go. Here is the first nickname that Brian Riley gave me. Beast Mode. This is an NFL player. Beast Mode. Well, I know the answer to that one. I'm going to say yeah. You think so? All right. You just got to get best two out of three, okay? All right. All right. The first one. Honestly, this one should be easy. Beast Mode. This is an NFL player. Beast Mode. Dang, I was hoping you were going to go back to like the 90s. <laughs> and I know Beast Mode isn't from the 90s. No. All right. Uh, Beast Mode. Can you, how about, can you give me the team? Uh, he played for the Seahawks. He also played for the Raiders for a little bit. But he's well known for being uh, on the Seahawks. He was a running back okay. for the Seahawks. Jerome Bennis. <laughs> is that even That's not right. No, no. Is that even a real player? It's Jerome Bettis is the guy you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he is a running back for the Steelers. Okay. Uh, beast Mode is Marshawn Lynch. Oh, I even know that name. <laughs> Dang it. So, Shannon, that might help you now in the rest of this uh, segment. <laughs> yep, going no all the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the answer to that one? Heck no, I don't watch football. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can tell I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. All right. Are you ready for the next one, Shannon? Yep. Here is the next one. Megatron is his nickname. Well, I know that one. Nope. All right, let's see. All right, you ready, Kelly? Yep. Uh, Megatron is his nickname. He's Is he a, is he a kicker? No. What? Oh. No. <laughs> Wait, didn't they call somebody Legatron or something like that? Yeah, they did, but that's, okay. that's not this guy. Megatron, he was a wide receiver okay. in the 2000s, okay. considered one of the best wide receivers of our generation. Adrian Peterson. That's, God dang it, Kelly. <laughs> I, not even the same position. <laughs> not even close. I'm learning. I get it. Uh, how about if I, Detroit Lions? Uh, Wide receiver, two thousand. Matthew Stafford used to throw him the football all the time. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I, I don't know, dude. Calvin Johnson. I you could have given me a thousand guesses. Igwe <laughs> Buike. Yeah, that one was closer. That was closer than Adrian Peterson. All right. 
You were correct on that one, Shannon. Woo. Not only did I get it wrong, I got it wrong in amazing fashion. Now, you got one more. Get this. <laughs> if you get this last one right, you win my lunch, okay? All right. Here we go. The nickname for this NFL player, Prime Time. Now, well, I know that one. Nope. You don't think so? I hope not. All right, let's see. Nope. All right. This uh, <laughs> honestly, this should be the easiest one out of all. All right, come on. The nickname for this NFL player, Prime Time. Oh, I know this one because because he's a current uh, college coach, right? That, that's for right. Colorado. That's right. Neon Dion Sanders. Hey! Yay! He Can knows he... football. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the refrigerator Perry too. I thought maybe that one would Look, be. I it. was gonna go. I was gonna go. Prime Time Broadway Joe. Oh, Joe Namath. Yep, there you go. Hey, look at this. Pulled it through in the end. All right, let's give you another one. All right. Uh, How about Joe Cool? (laughs) Ah, damn it. (laughs) Joe Montana? (laughs) All right. Well, see, sometimes you got to have faith in the kid. Yeah, I tried. (laughs) Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. So back in the 1980s, the late 80s, Sylvester Stallone was ruling the silver screen. Yep. Rocky movies, Rambo movies, just awesome, awesome. And I even like the movie Over the Top. I don't care. I'm sure if I went back and watched it now, it probably doesn't stand the test of time. But the last time I did watch it, I was like, man, this one song is in the movie nonstop. And of course, the song I'm talking about is... I love this song. Across the sky. It's so emotional. Perfect. Huh? Exactly. When I think of arm wrestling, I think well, of this. Well, because it's it's more of a movie about him and his son. Like yeah. So okay. You know. So that's that's why it makes more sense. But anyway, why was this song in the movie so much? Well, the movie went so far over budget. That when they went into post-production and started adding the music and everything else to it, after they had to pay Sylvester Stallone, and I believe Robert Loja's in this movie, yep. and they're shooting in all kinds of different locations, well, the movie went so ridiculously far over budget, by the time they got to post-production, they only had enough money for one song. So <laughs> they go to Kenny Loggins and be like, hey, can we get like a couple instrumentals of this too, and a couple of keyboard versions? Would you mind if we did that so that we can put some underscoring throughout the movie, and we're just going to use your song through the whole thing? That's so awesome. It's just hilarious that they ran out of money, <laughs> and the part where they decided to cut the budget was in the underscoring. And so that's why if you, now, now when you go back and watch it, you'll notice that any time there's any music in any scene, it's this song. Whoops, not that yeah, one. That this one? one. Oh, and then it went silent. Here we go. There it is. You know how much this movie cost to make? How much? Uh, well, if we were to take a guess. Well, this was 19, what, 86, 87? Yep. Uh, 20 million. 25 million. Uh, back then, dude? And how much do you think it made in the box office? Pro- probably not even. 27 million. 16 million. Oh! We call that, we call that a uh, positive movie. Well, yeah, it's a good thing they only used one song in it. Or they would have really <laughs> lost their budget on that one. But I never knew that before until just the other day. So now the next time you're sitting down to watch this movie, realize why there's only one song in it. And maybe you didn't find today's fact interesting. It's fine. I totally get it. Sometimes I am the only one who finds these interesting. But I'm okay with that. I don't mind looking you right in the face and saying to you that, <laughs> maybe it's just me. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news. I got great news for you. 
I've never been to the Netherlands, but it looks like a pretty nice place. And I guess they get winter just like we do over there. Sounds about right. So they have these canals that run through the streets of the city. And the the other day, a young man is sitting in his dorm room. And his name is Max. And he hears a commotion outside, looks outside, sees a woman losing control of her car. The car then flips upside down, goes into one of these canals, which is frozen over, but cracks through the ice. So her car goes through the ice, but only the top of it. So if you can imagine, just imagine a perfect car size hole where she would not be able to get out. Yeah. Well, Max, thank God, is sitting in his dorm room and just happens to have an axe in his dorm room, like a real big axe. That's not something that's usually on the list to bring to college. It's the Netherlands. Okay, I guess. We don't know their customs. Yeah, you're right. So anyway, Max tells his roommates, like, guys, someone's in that car just flipped over in the ice. Here's the thing. The woman driving the car also had a child in the car with her. So this, but Max didn't know that at the time. He had just seen her car go upside down in this in this canal. Well, he runs outside with the axe and begi- and jumps on the ice, walks out by the car, starts hacking away at the ice. Does it? He falls. Then he falls through the ice because he just hacked himself a big old hole. But he was able then to get the woman out of her car. Also, luckily, the woman had reached back and got the child out. So the child was sitting with her up in the front seat. Max gets the door open somehow against the force of the water against the door because the car wasn't fully submerged. Yeah. So it probably wasn't as hard to get the door open. Right. But gets the door open, pulls the woman and the child out of the car, puts them up on the ice, and they're able to get to safety. That's crazy. This is a college kid, dude. That's crazy. Uh, just an unbelievable story, and there's like a video. But the funny thing is, the video cuts out right as he jumps on the ice. And so, like they always say, if you're driving on the ice, you got to have your windows down. Because right. Because if something well, like that would happen, the thing is, right, she wasn't you're not planning expecting on... it. But that's why. What, that's what they say. Reasons like that, so you can get out faster. Yeah. And the woman did not want to be identified because the child that was in the car with her was not her child. She was taking a kid to school. It was friends. So she just was like, "Please don't put my name out there." Because, you know, let me let me handle this business before you put it in the news. Yeah, let me tell the parents before it gets on the TV. But Max has received all kinds of accommodations now, or all kinds of, uh, what would you call it, awards, or whatever. He's just, yeah. he's being hailed as a hero in his sure. hometown in the Netherlands, which he absolutely is. And he has probably got a bigger axe now for saving the Oh, life. man, just an unbelievable story. But that's why we do these, man, to show you that there's so much good out there in the world. But if you turn on the news, you ain't going to see this story. Nope. You're going to see this person hates that person, this person hates you, you hate them. Nah, we don't play that game here. We do happy hour every single day thanks to Audio Video Extreme. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the star of our show, direct from the bar, Kelly Jordan.